Welcome to Between Two Curators, the podcast where two friends and, well, curators discuss art, life, and what, or rather, who inspires them. I'm Jen. And I'm Cliff. And in this episode, we don't have a guest. Haha! It's uh, that it's time. Just of, us. Just us. <laughs> that time of taping again when we're going to look back at all the wonderful guests that we've had over the second season of Between Two Curators. Yeah, some really incredible guests. Such a broad range as well. Um, one thing that um, I definitely noticed, Cliff, is that we had a fair number of entrepreneurs, like people starting their own stuff. That was complete coincidence, but definitely a fair number. Yeah, yeah. And it, it did come up, and I think you and I were joking at one point, um, what's the difference between an entrepreneur and a serial entrepreneur? <laughs> like a, <laughs> I'm then, a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> it says so on my business card. Um, and then and then I was actually mm. thinking about cereal, which made me realize that probably I... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had not had breakfast or I was just a little bit lame. I don't know. This is where my mind went. Um, Chuck but no, up. serial entrepreneur as in have <laughs> built up multiple things responding to the world. But then I guess we also had a whole bunch of people um, who are artists and writers and ceramicists and so many different disciplines. Yeah, it's been a wild ride and, and a really great one to to program. Um, and we've, uh, you know, as the first season, we've been trying to get people who are, um, not usually of our curatorial world or of the art world, um, but to look at creativity through all these different, different lenses. Um, and yeah, absolutely. we, we, um, you know, we, we kind of, we started this podcast in lockdown and it's, uh, ironic. Lockdown again. Here we, here we are again <laughs> in lockdown. No, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> doing a recap of lockdown but certainly um with the second season um i noticed with um so many more people you know how they're working and you know, all these serial entrepreneurs um how they're thinking about about the changes that you know the new norm the changes that they're having to make changes that people want to make um changes that are sparked um by mm. the pandemic and our you know all these massive life shifts um, it is all filtering into how people work on a, on a, um, a long-term basis, you know, affecting long-term thinking and, and not just the kind of, um, you know, it's a couple of months and then we're over it. I think that's interesting what you're saying about long-term. And this is a theme that really resonated with me throughout and was this idea of impact. And maybe impact is not even the right term, but it's just sort of the cause and effect, short and longer term, and then even going longer term. And it's thinking about, on the one hand, acting quickly, but on the other hand, you know, slow and steady. So I think, you know, for example, of you know, Jessica Kruger in um, episode three, where she was questioning the way that we consume right? How do we consume? It's not something that you're going to be able to change overnight, but by, you know, launching, first of all, her vegan vegetarian restaurant, and then, you know, this vegan line of accessories, it's really challenging that idea of rather just buying something than throwing it out. It's really changing a whole mindset. But then that also applied, you know, to other other people, you know, I, I think of you know, Christina Disler's episode, um, episode four, which was thinking about how we work 
And it's not only on an individual level, but also corporations going forward. Right now, you know, for most part, we've been working from home um, or you've been going into the offices. The practices of now are not necessarily going to be the practices of tomorrow. Um, and I mean, I, I even feel that everyone we're speaking speaking to has had this idea of, you know, letting things simmer and develop, but not to lose sight of being responsive, right? I mean, we think of our very first episode with, with you know, with 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 um, with as Devlin, right? You know, she was talking about how ideas could actually develop over a long period of time. Yeah, think- yeah. I totally agree. And and how you've got, um, you know, I find it really interesting how for, for each one of these guests, the agility, the responsiveness um, mm, agility. has been really sort of innate to the way that they work. And, and it's been something that they've, you know, maybe there's been an idea that they felt missing in the world or um, something that sort of called them. And they're like, yes, I need to invent this because it doesn't exist. Um, Jessica, as you mentioned with her um, line of, of, uh, vegan things. I mean, even Nell's Abbey with the Black Writers Guild. Um, yeah, you know, probably something that maybe all those writers felt individually was missing in their profession in their lives. Um, but you know, there's a spark, and they're like, "Right, this needs to exist. Let's do it, and we can do it now, and it will be really great for the short, the medium, and the long term." And I think there's also something about starting something with not necessarily knowing where it's going to go. Right. I think right now there's such a big question or I mean, there always has been. It's human psychology about control, trying, being able to organize an outcome. But just sometimes things take a life that's on that's bigger than themselves. Right. I'm thinking of, you know, with with Karen Coleman. Right. Um, In 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 episode six. And she was talking about, you know, the future of film is female and how. You know, all of a sudden the MoMA getting involved and then actually creating all this support for, you know, not only female directors, but also producers and something. Actually, she was one of the first people to bring up this idea of long term support. Right. So it's not just even supporting someone once, but multiple times. Um, But I like this idea, this running idea of at least starting something, doing something, not necessarily knowing where it's going to go. I mean, actually, if we also think of coming, bringing it back to, you know, Nels, um, you know, from episode five, I mean, he was running, I mean, he had a corporate job while writing on the side. Who would have then maybe have thought that we'd have this award winning, incredibly important book that was being published? Mm, mm. So I think we've identified well, either it's the creative gene or maybe it's the serial, maybe it's the serial and the serial <laughs> entrepreneur gene. <laughs> this inclination. I think the word serial for me has now just been forever. Now, I'm going to stop with that joke, but it's just. We need to talk to Dom about that. Dom. <laughs> we do need to talk to Dom about that. Have yeah, um, If you can. Yeah. Smarten it up. Maybe a bit of champagne in the cereal. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah. 9am. Sure. Why not? Um, it's funny. It's interesting you bring up Dom. I mean, again, one, ep- one thing that he said in his episode, which um, I mean, was one of our most recent episodes, right? Episode nine was about this emphasis on the local. And I think that's another theme that's been really staying with me. And it's like observing 
your community around you, you know, whether it be physically, you know, he was talking about the different cafes that he's launched um, across London and how it was the places where there was more domestic space around where they were showing up and having Mm. that coffee shop. Mm. Um, But then also thinking about, you know, the community that Karen was speaking about um, over not only in New York City, um, but over in Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. then within that also the, the 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 female you know film community, but also those who look at horror films. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thinking this emphasis on the local. You're forced to look at and spend a little bit more time with yourself and what and who is around you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked what Dominic had to say about. Um, in a situation of hospitality facing such a crisis that it was really yeah. um, the, the local community that sort of um, the returning customers and the, the community that's built up with those different um, uh, cafes and eateries, um, you know, who, who come to support. But he was also talking about this sort of the local relationship, you know, the other end of the um, the, the sort of uh, food uh, cycle where, you know, you're, you, you're forming a, relationship you know he sort of challenged everybody to form a relationship with their local greengrocer or their local butcher yeah um or fishmonger um to uh to just find out a bit more and and to to make that bring it a bit closer to home in terms of um the production chain the food chain um but also finding out from the you know the experts who are right under your nose about um you know what's in season what's uh what's recommended what's happening in their lives in their industry mm. i think what's what's interesting out of that and like having a conversation um it makes me think about curiosity and this is actually not something i even wrote down in my notes but if you're having a conversation with someone about where that leak comes from it comes from a place of just being a little bit curious, right? Taking that extra little step um, to connect. And curiosity was something that in a completely different manner came up in Christina's episode. Mm. And we would think about, you know, when she was talking about being well in the workplace and the importance of being well, because when you're well, you do your best work. And that's just something that just keeps on resonating with me. And I played it over and over in my head. But when there's a situation that makes you feel a little bit uneasy or so on and so forth. And rather than just attacking it or you know, feeling confronted by it, maybe just lean in with curiosity. So what I quite like is in over the course of this season, we've been identifying all these different forms of curiosity. On the one how it how it can help you as an individual processing your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions with other people as you go about your day, but then also how it can be um, a source of wonderment and nourishment, literally. Mm, mm. And um and that came up right at the start, didn't it, with um with S. Devlin and in, in the first episode right. of the season. Yeah. So of course season one we were saying, all right, two between two curators um, thinking about curating um, and its roots and care and caring for a body of knowledge mm. or a collection. Um, and uh, again, straight away without us prompting, um, as was right there into um, curiosity and curiosity relating to care and um, uh, having an invitation or uh, an openness to collaboration that allows um, that or, you know, facilitates, nurtures, maybe, that um, curiosity process. 
and allows you to sort of ask more and more interesting questions. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I wrote that as well as thinking about the care and the care that each person has shown in their respective industries and their respective roles and everything that they, that they do. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of, you know, Zia Zareem Slade Mm -hmm. um, from Fortnum and Mason in episode eight. Right. And it's all that very subtle and innovative matchmaking between product and customer between physical and digital space. Um, And you really get that sense of weaving, right? It's sparking curiosity in a product, in, you know, the people who've been supporting the brand over a period of time, but by doing so in a way that is, you know, thinking, thinking laterally and just really, really trying to understand it and care about it, if that makes any sense. Mm. But I was just Mm. really, I was just really, I was just really struck by it. I mean, it's it's just such a big, 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 big brand, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of, there's a lot of emotional weight with it, right? We were talking about that experience when you go somewhere, that sense of sparkle, that sense of joy, right? The memories that are built. And as soon as you're tapping also into emotions, how do you combine care and curiosity with each person and each individual's mm-hmm. sense of expectation? Definitely. Right? Yeah. Which is actually something that kind of links you over. I mean, I think of memories and expectation. I mean, I, one thing that just struck me so much was also just speaking with as and you know, Nico, right? Nico Muli in episode two, and we were talking about energy and audiences and collective memory of whether it be a concert or, you know, other gatherings. I'm derailing slightly, but I do see, I, I do see a link there, a, a train of thought, you know, in terms of collectively coming together for something. Mm, mm. I found um, definitely as Z was talking about um, at Fortnum and Mason's, like joining the dots, as a way of joining like the dots, fusing yeah. all of those different cares together, um, but also the importance of, of escapism, and I think that that relates mm. to um, what you're talking about in terms of anticipation and and like choreographing a moment. Um, so that could be somebody else making an exhibition, or it could be somebody else making a stage opera. Um, but for you know for Zia in a, in a retail environment, um, you know it's it's the narrative or the experience of. Um, a customer who comes comes into the into the store, um, right? The way I mean, they navigate and move. Yeah, I mean, coming back to what you were just saying there about um, all these um, people in their communities, and there's been a real. Um, I mean, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, as Nico, um, Francesca, they're all talk. You know, they're all people who work with crowds, um, and it's yeah. it's so challenging to um, not be able to to work in that normal environment to feel the collective energy of people either all screaming at once or breathing at once um i mean could be jordan (laughs) in a yoga class on her on her retreats as well um but there's there's definitely the in-person element that uh, a lot of our guests have um, found particularly challenging yeah and i think it makes me at least me personally, coming back to memories, I think there's, I, I, and I speak for myself, but I also through other people who I've chatted to, and there's this sense of appreciation. I don't know. I mean, we've gone through so many waves since we um, 
pun really not intended um throughout um you know since we launched this this you know this podcast and you know it was that moment where we were allowed back out of our houses again and i don't know about you but i was pretty excited to go into like a department store <laughs> or when or okay i should have probably started with this one or going back into a museum mm-hmm. going back into galleries and then you're just you're just trying to take that all in or you know hearing live music um so I think there's, I don't know, I don't want to say that we took it, you know, took it for granted, but I, I definitely feel whether you're going into, whether you're going into a shop, whether you're sitting down um, and listening to some beautiful music, whether you're going to an exhibition, there's definitely this heightened sense of appreciation. And it's horrible that it takes a devastating pandemic um, to make you wake up. Um, but, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully it's a feeling that lingers. Yeah, I think it will. Uh, let's hope so. No, it definitely will. Um, it's 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 uh, <laughs> it's. Um, I mean, definitely came up quite uh, came up quite acutely in our chat with uh, with Nico Muli in 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 episode two. Uh, yeah, where, he, where he, he was he was also saying that it does give us reason to question um, what it is we do creatively. And you yeah. know, to ask ourselves if, uh, it, it, to an extent, he was saying, um, you know, how, how valid it is. And, it, and it's, it's, not, yeah. um, it's not a question of, you know, no, yes, the arts are valid or no, the arts are not valid. Um, but it's a question of like, in what, in what ways do we appreciate these things? And what are, what are the things that we, now that these things have been taken away from us, we can yeah. analyze what it is about them that we miss. Yeah, I think that's a really, really big question. What is it that we miss? I, I personally had this moment when the first art opening that I went to, and I loved experiencing it and seeing the show, and it was in mm-hmm. London at a private art gallery. But then also just bumping into people and not having that orchestration of meeting up right and being able to chat and I think there's something to be said you know once again to this thought of community mm-hmm. and I know we've we, we've you know we've spoken briefly about um we spoke about Francesca Francesca and Fossi mm-hmm. um and you know from episode seven you, you, you think of Rochester Square and at the end of the day it doesn't matter whether the community is small or larger or a whole wave of people at the end of the day it's people people are kind of the point <laughs> Um, and in a way, I guess it comes back to what were you even doing here with this, with this podcast, right? We're not having a chat with Luxtra. We're having a chat with Jessica, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not having a chat with the work. We're having a chat with Christina, you know, and, and each of these people, and I think it's been really quite striking is how each one of them have described, you know, their own journeys, right? Their their own ups, their own downs. Um, and yeah, I guess what I'm just trying to say is that it just keeps on reminding, it keeps on, I keep on thinking, you know, people are the point. Yeah, absolutely. I, I liked it when Francesca, um, we were talking about what are the future plans for Rochester Square? And she was like, yeah. well... I'm, I'm, you know, it's like, I'm having a big dream and it's, it's going to be just like kind of the way it is now. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> thinking that's amazing because it is, you know, the dream is like the way it is now. 
Um, and, you know, mm. maybe the facility will be a bit better, but at the core of it, you know, that, that concept that um, she and others have like created in that little oasis uh, is the important thing. And that exists. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a place where, you know, some of the more um, uh, experienced uh, artists or ceramic ceramicists uh, would come into the studio. We'll get there. Yeah. And <laughs> thank you. And uh, You're see something on the shelf and say, oh, that's really interesting. Like who, who made that? And it, you know, and it would be something from the kids, uh, kids workshop yeah, at, like at the weekend Bob from grade three. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's, um, yeah, so there's definitely this, uh, you know, exchange. I mean, it's, and that's absolutely wonderful. Right. But it's like the same kind of approach to community and openness um, that uh, Jordan has uh, on a, on a global completely level, yeah, all the way around. So you know, you you can be working with people of uh, of any age from any background, um, and she's found this thing that brings people together, uh, and that you know that is her yoga practice. Um, and instills in others their yoga practice, and that's that's the kind of uh, unifying thing that that she's able, or that she you know, she started this whole en endeavor and organization, charitable organization, to to you know take it around the world. Yeah, it's interesting that you brought up Jordan because I, when you said the word oasis mm -hmm. in the context of Francesca, I was I was thinking about you know where do you have you know, moments um, where you f can feel that sense of, what are the words I'm looking for here? Like I, 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 a sense of comfort, but also wonder, tranquility, you know, those are the words that I associate um, with, with, you know, with an oasis. But in the context of with Jordan, there was two points that just really, really, really struck me, right? When you think of those mm -hmm. points, you don't necessarily think of Rwanda. You don't think of Inner Mongolia. You don't think of, you know, uh, different, different parts of South Africa. And what is so incredible about Jordan's doing is saying, hey, that feeling is a right that everyone gets, has the right to feel and has a right to create with them. Mm. And what are the different things that you can tap into or the different muscles that you can exercise? And I'm not even saying here just like physical muscles, but what are the different feelings and the mental consciousness that you can develop in order to create that little individual oasis, no matter mm. where you are in the world? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is just so incredibly powerful, you know, with her teacher training program over in Rwanda and yep. the fact that then they are going on and teaching others how to tap into that feeling, that feeling of self, that feeling of worthiness, that feeling of security, their own individual oasis. Um, and I love that because sometimes, you know, you think of travel or think of going to a particular place, but maybe it's really about developing an awareness within yourself and maybe also including, you know, in Jordan's case, you know, also your body. Mm. Um, but there was one more thing that Jordan said in her episode that really resonated or really struck me was this idea that, you know, I think that the, you know, the well-being industry can... Um, you know, it can can be. I'm going to think of a word in French. Trafiqué. It can be very like over overrun and 
there's a lot of voices um, and it can be a lot of emphasis on performance. Like I did this or I did this cleanse or I, you know, achieved that handstand. And she was talking like, actually, if you want to be a good yogi or if you even want to be saying that you practice it, it's more about the moments that you exercise kindness and you tap into yourself and tap into um, all those little different things that just make you a good human being. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we can think about this idea of, you know, oasis is beyond movement, beyond breath. It's literally just about being good. And I think that right now, I mean, I've always thought that kindness and empathy are two of the most underrated qualities. And now more than ever, I, I hope that, you know, there's a bigger and bigger and bigger rise in their value. Um because we can't, as, as, as human beings, you know, we're extremely vulnerable at the moment. We need to come together and come together through that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, of course, I agree. Um, I like how <laughs> You're Jordan, a good co-human. Yes, we're good co-hosts, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Jordan's recast, yeah, essentially what it is one thinks of um, as, as an oasis, um, you know, yeah. taking, it, taking it back. And away from you know the the social media picture of an infinity pool, and she's she's relocated <laughs> into more. Um, I mean, they're nice, but like, yeah. Yes, but <laughs> yes, they are nice, <laughs> but you know, relocated into to more of what yeah, yeah. what the feeling um, what the feeling is that that sort of motive you know is behind that that motivates that that's um, that fulfills us, and that's how, how it relates to to other people. And I thought the relo the relocating of of as you're saying there like empathy um, wellness was something uh, that I thought was really interesting in the work that Christina Disler is doing with you know wh- what's the place of this in I was going to say the workplace but now the workplace being your own home it's like you know where <laughs> where where does this sit in how you work um, my dining uh, room. Yes, exactly. You sit on a chair in your own bedroom. Um, but, you know, the importance of um, uh, wellness in the workplace uh, and having uh, to relocate it from something that might be a bolt-on in an HR department to something that's much more uh, natural or inherent in a style of leadership. Yeah, but and, and and I absolutely and I think that coming back to that, I also think of you know humility, right? I mean, mm. besides the pandemic, you know, we've besides the pandemic, I, I can't even believe I'm saying that sentence because it's like basically just so much. <laughs> but you know, there's also been Black Lives Matters mm-hmm. and accepting that there is still more to learn, to unlearn, to relearn. And, you know, how to, how, how, how to do that. Right. And just to start somewhere. And I think, you know, having a conversation, you know, with, with, with Nels, right. Mm, Where mm. even, you know, it was, it was satirical and, you know, it's, it's it's a satirical book and, um, you know, how to think like a white man, but (laughs) (laughs) which is not, you know, that's also something that I could learn as well. Um, but, um, it's um it's it's important it's important to you know to go beyond that you know 
acting with you know kindness and empathy it's also humility and accepting I'm like ah okay you know I don't know this mm. I don't know this and what am I going to do about it right and yeah. having a sense of like accountability for um for for the for the for the world that we live in and the world that we want to see going forward right you know we've also just just um lived through whole you know US election so i think you know if you're talking about accountability and mm-hmm. you know the you know standing up it's yeah i think it's just really important to have that sense of humility yeah yeah um i mean with with nels uh it's you know and and christina and 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 jordan there's an interesting kind of connection between a number of our guests in terms of where where one gets energy from gains energy mm. and and motivation in order to uh apply that to these very large and often um challenging uh relationships um yeah. issues within society um differences um but you know essentially to make change so where everybody sort of gathers from within to themselves or yeah. from looking at others for inspiration in order to then you know apply themselves on these things that take huge amounts of persistence um and um and bravery yeah bravery i think that's a really good word i've not heard it for a while we, um, you know before recording this, I was saying to you that, you know, one thing that struck me and so we started off with, you know, the joke of just having all these serial entrepreneurs mm. was that when you associate, you know, entrepreneurship, you think of, um, you know, risk taking, right. But mm-hmm. effectively everyone that we've been speaking to has been taking a risk and actually risk is just so not the right term. And, you know, I welcome any of our listeners, to, you know, if they have a, an idea of a better term, but it's, 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 sort of just taking a chance or taking a leap. And I'm not talking here something like a bound, you know, not not everyone's going to go set up their own company. You know, not everyone is going to go write an opera, Mm. but there are other ways that you can take a chance or you can take a leap. And that might be, as you've just said, by having a greater conversation with yourself. Right. And actually that can be one of the hardest leaps is actually having a conversation with yourself. Mm. Um, or the or, or with people immediately around you, um, yeah. This question of risk, and I think at a time when absolutely you know everything's in flux, right? I mean, it's it's an obvious fact for the world, right? That the world keeps on developing and changing, but there's all these extra variables. If you want to get so you know like scientific and mathematical about it, the formula is completely changing every day. Mm-hmm. So you know. We're, you know, there's already so much that's left to chance. So I think rather than being frightened by it, um, it's just sort of leaning into it and being like, okay, and what are we going to, what are we going to do? Like, what what does chance look like to me? It's kind of one of my big takeaways. Yeah. And as, and as Jessica sort of said, which ties into that, it's sort of not being afraid to get it wrong. Mm, So being, being, giving yourself permission to make mistakes so that's. Yeah, you can take, you can be comfortable with risk. Oh my God, absolutely. And at the end of the, you know, and that's what, that's what makes us human, right? If you, it, it, absolute perfection just, 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 just does, does not exist. Um, Mm -hmm. And it would be quite scary as well 
you know, be fully robotic. <laughs> the day is 2025. <laughs> it's actually not that far away now, 2025. God, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, yes, always so much as ever. Um, I wonder if we ought to think about what... Um, what if our, our guests, uh, various bits of creative advice or inspiration Ooh. for our listeners? Hmm. Yeah. Um, what uh, did you think, Jen? What was, what was the standout for you? Hi. Uh, um, I mean, for me, I really have to say it was chatting with, chatting with Christina. Um, and, you know, you know, me, myself, you know, working from home for, I guess it's going to be for nearly four years and previously thinking about a corporate existence and really trying to unpack this idea of being well and what that looks like in order to do good work and beyond just work, quote unquote, just being a good human. Um, I thought that what she said um, about developing a deeper knowing of self was mm -hmm. really valuable. How creative inspiration came from getting to know yourself better uh, and how one should never underestimate the power of going within. Um, and I think that is so true. Um, not only understanding why we react in a particular ways, so mm -hmm. it's not even a question of even like psychology, but it's maybe also just being more attuned to your body about what you're needing here, there and then. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, with that, you've got so many tools within yourself. And I think that's really empowering to know that you've got it. You've got it. You can just maybe just continue like searching a little bit of inner archaeology, but you know, you've got it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, almost framed yeah, in uh, framed in different ways. That was uh, uh, also coming through from both Nels and Jordan, wasn't it? Um, yeah, for sure, hundred percent through their own um, their own ways of, of expressing a similar sort of thing. Yeah, so that's what set me off. I, I don't like dig deep. So yeah, I love that. What about you, Cliff? Yeah, um, in terms of the, the sort of creative inspirations. Um, uh, I quite like what Nico Muli said um, mm. uh, about inspiration itself, like thinking or reflecting on on the word inspiration and its, and its etymology, and um, sort of doing a, a double reading of it in terms of like creative inspiration, but then also in terms of yeah. a, a breath um, and uh, mm. and a reset. And um, you know, he was talking about middle C and resetting kind of creativity and pairing it back to a minimalism, um, you know, after, after everything that's, that's gone by in recent times. Um, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't a negative thing. Uh, and it wasn't no. a Phoenix rises from the ashes thing. Um, <laughs> and so, so for him, he was, it was really interesting because it went back to almost like an elemental biological basics where he was like, you know, if we, if we do one thing creatively and we do it well, then we can trust in the creative process that that makes two yeah. things, which are, um, great creative things. And then those, those two things become four things and it, and it keeps going. Um, so yeah, I found, I found that inspirational. <laughs> 
No, but I think it's so important, like that middle C, that simplicity, that reset. And I think it comes back to like why and whether that applies as an individual or as an organization or as a business or just why? Just, just, just question, you know, for two seconds and it's like bringing it back to basics. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's super important. It's super, super important. Um, and something that we can, I think we can just carry out in our everyday lives. Yeah, again. I'm just going to be that annoying person now that just goes up to me going, but why? <laughs> why? Do you have any cereal? <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> oh, I'd be like, I'm uninvited from all not happening dinner parties. There you go. Very good. Amazing. So we will um, continue to plan our forthcoming yeah. season three uh which will be much anticipated um but we'll take a little much. time to put that together and then we'll we'll roll it out um for you to listen to amazing yes um and you know i just i guess you know a really big thank you to everyone who's been listening to us over the course of you know season one and season two it's been such an honor to bring together a really wide group of, you know, roughly like 20 guests um, from all over the world across all different types of um, disciplines. And, you know, just realize that creativity is something that runs through through all of us. And, you know, as you know, we've said with Cliff from the outset, <laughs> art and the art world and curating and care, that's something that extends to everyone. And it's multidisciplinary and mutually inspirational. Sure is. Um. <laughs> That's like my motivational speech. Thanks for buying into it. Thanks for buying into it. No, you know, agree. Of course, once again, um, and would like to also extend uh, extend thanks and thanks everyone for for listening and and constantly tuning in. And we're prepping season three, um, but we're also setting up um, uh, Patreon. Um, page yeah. which will link in the podcast uh, so if you if you're liking what you hear uh, you can help support uh, the podcast um, by going through there and joining um, we are you know we're not looking to retire early or all right early. maybe Stick we're looking yourself. to retire early <laughs> oh, okay jen's looking to retire early um <laughs> But uh, it'll it, it'll help us uh, with some of the overheads. Um, yes, so please support. Much appreciated. Um. <laughs> much appreciated. Good. Well, once again, thank you very much for listening, and please tune in next time for more creative chat. Yep. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.